0: the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as The Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, a women's work facilitator, mentor and coach, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and to truly claim their birth as a rite of passage. If you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, Then please visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com or connect with me on Instagram as the underscore spiritual underscore midwife. Now, if you love this podcast, then please consider taking a moment and leave a review, as this is how you can help us reach more women around the world with these natural and empowering birth stories. The Natural Birth Podcast also has a Patreon page. So if you'd like to shout me a cup of coffee to show me your appreciation for the podcast, then you can do that there. Thank you for all your support and love. It's deeply appreciated. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Mackenzie. Mackenzie is a mama of one from Australia. She is an energy healer, working with clients on their emotional, mental and spiritual selves. She creates dream catchers on intuitive guidance, pains and souls. And Mackenzie has a background in nutrition and naturopathy and a keen interest in alternative therapies. Mackenzie is a first-time mama in her 40s who chose to free birth her baba at home with her partner and doula. She had almost all her labor in her sacrum and back, which she moved through throughout the day and melted into during the night and early hours in her birth pool. After an amazing birth experience, she ended up not birthing her placenta for 14 hours, which is quite a remarkable long time. She shares how her strong affirmations about keeping all her nutrients after birth was the reason for her body holding on to her placenta. Curious about Mackenzie? Find her on Instagram as Mackenzie Spirit Healer. Hi Mackenzie and welcome to the Natural Birth
1: Podcast. How are you today? Hi Anna, I'm good, thank you.
0: Beautiful. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. It was lovely. I saw you yesterday, so I feel like, you know, we had a bit of a connection already. <laughs> you showed up at yeah. the Mama's Q&A. You were part of the Maiden Mother and Maga Village, which is so lovely. And it was such a beautiful circle yesterday and sharing. So I really loved It was
1: perfect timing. It was really lovely to get in and meet other ladies.
0: So beautiful. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of know you already a little bit. I mean, we've been sharing a bit in the village too, but yeah, it's so lovely to have you here. I don't know much about you, actually your conception story. I don't know anything about your birth story. So I'm really excited for you to share it with us and with me for the first time too, even though I kind of know you a little bit now. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, you're a beautiful mama that is, you know, a bit older when it comes to fertility um age (laughs) that we talk about and I love that I love that we will dive on in you know on being a first-time mama in her 40s and your journey there because I there's so there's so many women today that decide to have babies later on right and yes there is this there is a shift that happens at 35 um where your fertility kind of declines, but it's also very genetic. Like, you know, Mm. depending on your genes, if you have Mm. lots of eggs, you might be able to have babies, you know, Far into your forties without issue, right? It, it's so yeah. much dependent on your hormone health. This and that's mm. so affected by: have you been on the pill, or are you stressing a lot? You have a really high impact job. Are you doing lots of exercise? Are you not eating in a way that's supporting your fertility and you're you know, you're not nurturing yourself? All of those factors play in. So it's not really just about the age, right? Which we will talk about. Yeah. It's about yeah. holistically how are you living your life, and also genetics. I mean, you can have um, not the greatest genetics and then maybe it's earlier in your in your years that you actually need to start having babies you know so it's yeah. that's also an aspect that we can't control we can't control who our parents were you know we were born yeah. to them yeah. and these are the genes we're dealt and then you know i really encourage women who're listening to this who doesn't you know if you're not having ba- if you don't have babies yet and you know, you can always check your fertility. You can actually check your egg yeah. count. You can check your hormones. Keep an, you know, keep an eye on that. If you are wanting to have babies and you're getting into your thirties, it's good to know what your genes are giving you. Like, what, what's Certainly. what's your deal? So, anyways, yeah. um, I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you, darling, because I'm really excited to hear everything about yeah. your unique journey. Take us, take us on a journey now.
1: Thank you, Emma. Um, I would start my story with my own birth. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, for for me, I was my mom's first baby and she had me very young. And while she did want to have a home birth, she didn't end up getting to. And she had a really traumatic hospital birth with me. And I didn't really know very much about that. I did know rough, you know, a few things over the years that she said, you know, it was really tra- traumatic and she was really horrible for her. And then she went on to have, my brother in a um, birth center, and then she had my sister, my little sister at home with a midwife. So I got to hear that, you know, story of her progression as I was growing up. And so already in my mind, home birth was like a really positive thing, something that, you know, she really encouraged and, and that kind of thing. And then in my, I think in my 20s, she... Did this healing therapy, and they encouraged her if anything came up that she felt she needed to discuss with a particular person, any person at all, that she should do it. And she felt that she should tell me about my birth. And so I remember the conversation. She told me the story. We were just standing on the balcony at the house, and I was crying. And she said to me, Why are you crying? And I said, I don't know. So obviously hearing the story back had triggered some kind of cellular memory or something of the event. And I had this really sad feeling and the thoughts they're hurting my mom. Mm. And I don't know where any of that came from. So it really makes me wonder, um, you know, what actually happens in traumatic births, because it's not just necessarily the mom that yeah. goes away traumatized. And um, mm. yeah, so that kind of really Was in the back of my mind. And then um, I, you know, was at my nephew's birth and it was a home birth with the doula. It was really lovely to be present. And that got me on the track of researching just because I wanted to know all about it because I was going to be there and I wanted to know a little bit more And then I kind of started listening to podcasts and then I was like, Oh, I need to have more podcasts because this is really lovely way to take on information. And I found um, a bunch on free birth and home birth and natural birth, and I just couldn't get enough of them. And so in the background, I knew my partner and I, we met later in life. So not much you can do about that. And we kind of knew yeah, we want to have kids. We didn't really discuss it. So we weren't really um preventing pregnancy, but nothing was kind of happening. And then we thought, I think I was about 38. Um, we went, we'll go see a naturopath and um, you know, get things checked and see what we need to do diet-wise and all that kind of stuff, which was a really good idea. And still sort of nothing was happening. And I had to have a sort of a little line in the sand just for mental and emotional health. Like I said, if if you're not pregnant by the time I'm 40, um well that's the end of that and we'll just you know go overseas and do holidays and whatever it'll be fine um so it was kind of like a little yeah we'll try this until then and and then um you know so I it wasn't such a stressful kind of thing it was a way to take the yeah you know the stress out Mm -hmm. and we then COVID happened we were planning a holiday I I, incidentally to Sweden oh really (laughs) and we yeah and we um and that didn't get to go ahead. And so I thought, well, I want to do something for my 40th. Um, so we'll just travel within Australia. And we went to um Uluru yeah. on my birthday, on my 40th birthday, I did a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. What? <laughs> wow. I kid you not. That was the day my cycle was due and um yeah, I took a pregnancy test. I took um supplies for a period and a pregnancy test so I thought well one of these is going to be required <laughs> and did you,
0: was that because yeah. you had a hunch or what made you I don't
1: I don't know I just went on my intuition and grabbed both
0: yeah and
1: did you know out in the outback in some rest stop bathroom <laughs> <laughs> you know just to on my birthday and I just thought this is You couldn't make this up, like, you know, Mm because I've literally said I'm not gonna keep trying till after 40. And Mm. it was like she went, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm ready. I'm just
1: gonna take you right up to the line. (laughs) So that was really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Can you did you Mm -hmm. could you see that you had done something different those months before that potentially could have helped your fertility? Yeah. Do you want to share that?
1: yeah yeah so I had a feeling to do um a juice fast uh or a, and then like a bit of a veggie just a detox just on organic fruits and veggies for about a week and around the same time my partner went and did um got some herbs from the naturopath for a liver cleanse yeah and so I I mean, I'm not saying that that has to be the thing, but it was really interesting timing that we both just sort of felt like having a little bit of a cleanse. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it would have been in, I think it was the next cycle that we got um, pregnant.
0: Yeah, well, you're really right though, because the thing is the liver is the one that digests the hormones, right? For the the woman, Mm -hmm. this is very important, you know, so that- the balance between estrogen and progesterone is more optimal and mm. so it makes sense to do a liver cleanse before or a detox that obviously that mm-hmm. just a detox itself helps the yeah. liver right it helps mm-hmm. release stuff and yeah that would definitely be something i think would help yes. clear the way absolutely
1: yeah yeah definitely so uh yeah so we got pregnant um, and I knew right away that I wanted to, I said to my partner, well, I want to have a free birth at home. And he was like, you, what? <laughs> uh, and I think he sort of knew home birth was going to be the thing. Cause you know, I, he was all, um, he was actually working away when my nephew was born at home, but he, you knew he knew that was happening in our family. That was a, a thing that we like to you know, we were getting into doing. And so he was comfortable with that, but the, I was like, Oh, I can, I can do it surely, you know, (laughs) thinking, um, you know, why not? Um, and he was really, really nervous. And he said, could we get a doula? And I kind of knew that he didn't know that a doula was not medically trained, but he didn't ask. And so I thought, oh, uh, sure. <laughs> we could have a do, <laughs> We could do that. And oh, I had to think about it. And then I said, yeah, we, we can, we can do that. And, uh, um, it was really actually the best thing. Um, because I was in, 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 in going over any concerns or kind of fears that I had, if any, about the birth, it was more, um, I just wanted to be able to focus and do my thing and not have to worry about what he was thinking or if he was worried or, you know, asking him or telling him or going, this is from all the stuff that I've been immersing myself in, this is normal and this is normal. And also that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> not have to be kind of explaining things to him yeah in a way so it was and I thought well that person can be that buffer and then I don't have to worry about it yeah. um so it was kind of really more for him he's also not the best in um stressful or emergent kind of mm-hmm. situations and so um where I'm the okay well this we're gonna go and this is what we're gonna do and um so it was it was that the, that was the setup for that, and um, yeah, so we hired a doula, uh, who's uh, Nicole, she's just amazing, really lovely, who's also a, a birth photographer. So, we're really lucky she brought her camera along as well.
0: So beautiful to have a photographer to capture those really precious moments. I know a lot of mamas that um say that they you know kind of regret that they didn't have that or they had like the blurry. Yeah. A very good like on their phone or their partner's phone or yeah how precious yeah. to have that
1: yeah it was really nice um particularly when you're in labor and you're not thinking about oh I should get a photo here you know no, you shouldn't uh, <laughs> no it's, it's not really well, it wasn't at the top of my list um so I did in the pregnancy I did a scan at 12 and a half weeks it was kind of uh, there was a reason why, and I'll tell you why is my partner had a dream that we were going to have twins. Oh, (laughs) and he was like, these are their names. They came to me. It's their girls, you know, um, we're having twins. And I was like, oh, this, I kind of need to know what I'm dealing with. If I'm going to have a home birth, like I want to, um, I want to know ahead of time so I can mentally prepare for something like that. And so essentially, we got in and we saw the screen and it was a singleton. And I was like, oh, yes, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And interestingly, we had a Gemini baby, which is the twin. So I think I thought maybe that's what he was actually dreaming about. I don't know. Um, Wow. Yeah. So we did that. I didn't really see any, anyone else throughout the pregnancy. We had naturopathic, um, assistance just with some lovely herbs and supplements and things. I had some acupuncture, which was really lovely, particularly in the first, um, trimester and then a little bit at the end, um, and a little bit of Cairo, which was nice too, Mm. just to, line up the pelvis just before make sure everything was um good for labor and i um did a little bit of research with the spinning babies um just to see you know i, I thought that was really interesting and um did the belly mapping workshop kind of book um to try and feel where the baby was and um, I say she, we didn't know which that she was going to be a she until she was born, but she was felt, um, head down for the whole time. Like with the, with her, I could feel her back, um, mm-hmm. along one side and I had to waddle quite early on, which was odd, even though I wasn't huge. Um, it, you know I so I kind of went oh her head's like right down there like that's a head and I couldn't feel a head anywhere else and then um I guess oh I can get into the birth or you did you have any more questions about the pregnancy (laughs) I'm just going to launch straight into
0: the no I mean I really love I I actually always encourage mamas to go and see a Cairo. um yeah or whatever you feel drawn to if it's like craniosacral mass, whatever. Mm. I mean, I really like the alignment of things. Um and or physio, you know, depending on they're also different in their practice and in different countries they're different mm. actually. So whatever you resonate with. But you know, especially as modern women, uh, we tend to be quite tight in our in our like the ligaments and the fascia around the pelvic floor and the hips and you know, I see yeah. that more and more with actually city women, or like women mm-hmm. who are very much into business, or more of the masculine energy in life, mm-hmm. um, tend to just be quite tight. And I mm-hmm. and I really, you know, I do encourage mamas to go and, especially in the end of the, of their pregnancy, but like maybe throughout as well, just to like keep aligning and and allow that baby to have the optimal position because if the yeah. baby will navigate your womb space the way your womb space is set up, and so if you have a lot of tension in your muscles and ligaments and fascia around, then your baby can't navigate maybe in the best best optimal position, right? And yeah. so I do think that that's such a clever thing to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I did a lot of walking because I had um a desk job, and I was conscious of that fact that you know when you're sitting in the same position all mm-hmm. day, it's going to have some kind of effect on yes. um, where we live. Um, We're on the side of a mountain. So it was really good exercise going up and then back down um, throughout uh, my pregnancy, particularly uh, because we moved after first trimester from the city, interestingly, out to the country, which was um, on purpose because I was pregnant, um, which was a really good move for us. And yeah, it felt good just to get that alignment. And I just felt just to, you know, even if I didn't necessarily need it just to help. Um, I wanted to do all of the things that I could in effort to make the labor, um, as useful as possible.
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Um, so we, oh, and in that, it was really interesting. I got to pass her guest state and by a day or two uh, a day and then in the middle of the night um there was I had all of this crazy anxiety but about frivolous things that made no sense like you know, I don't want to have the baby today because there's too many twos in the number of the date. Like things that I woke up in the morning thinking, "What was I worried about?" <laughs> um, and there was lots of belly movement, like a lot of movement in the belly in the middle of the night, like sort of between 10 p.m. to sort of 1 a.m. kind of time frame. It was there was a, a lot of movement, and then in the morning, she had moved right up to where out of the pelvis and up into my diaphragm and she hadn't been in that position before and I actually found it a little bit difficult to breathe like I went for a walk and I didn't have to waddle anymore but I could not hardly breathe because she was right up really high and then I was thinking what is the baby doing? Up there. <laughs> Why? Why is she moved? And so then I was really in my head and stressing about what position yeah. has she flipped to breach, you know, mm-hmm. stress, stress, stress. And then by the end of the day, it's like she would settled back down into the pelvis again. Mm. Um, but not without stressing me out for the whole day, <laughs> thinking, what do I do here? you know, and, you know, about to have a baby. And I don't know, I was, I guess what it taught me actually in hindsight is that, you know, you can, think that the position that they're in for the whole pregnancy, oh, they're in the best position, I'm all set. And they can have other ideas right up to the end. And so therefore, vice versa, if they're, you know, not in an optimal position, Mm there is no need to stress because literally days before they can change in the last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, she just, I guess that she was maybe shifting a little and needed to move up to get back into a different spot um so interesting to consider after thinking about it but on the day I really um wasn't happy (laughs) about all of that moving and then um that next night I started getting little surges but this was in my sacrum and so then I got, I was really thinking about it again. I thought, my sacrum is technically my back. Is this back labor? No, it couldn't be because otherwise people would say it's in your sacrum, wouldn't they? And so then I was really thinking, oh, I don't remember asking anyone where they feel contractions. <laughs> I'm like, how can I didn't ask this? What was I thinking? <laughs> you know? So that was another sort of, you know, oh, well, this mustn't be labor then because it's in my back and it's, I just thought, you know, it should be at the front because the baby's at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, we went to the markets in the morning, like we always do. And, um, my partner was like, oh, what's up with you? You're not laughing at any of my jokes. You know, I was really, I'd started to go inward, but I don't think I realized it. Um. Yeah. And I was getting those surges in the sacrum still, and um, they were just uncomfortable. Um, but I was in denial that I was in labor because I was like, well, these can't be contractions. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you know, just went about my day pretty much ignoring my partner because I wasn't interested in having any kind of conversations or anything like that. And we got home from the markets and, you know, whatever the day went by and he was supposed to work night shift that evening. Um, and he came into the kitchen around sort of five o'clock in the evening. And I was doing some hip figure eights in the kitchen just to kind of work through these sacral surges that I was having. Um, you know, just thinking like, Oh, we're, we're preparing, but it could be days away, you know, and this isn't labor. And, um, he said, oh, should I go to work? And I was like, of course you should thinking, get out of the house, <laughs> go leave me some, in some peace, you know? And he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to work. <laughs> so he called in and i went, like, okay, well, whatever. We go to the <laughs> other end of the house? Like, <laughs>
0: you know?
1: um, and then, you know, a few more hours went, by and he made this gourmet dinner and he's like dinner's ready and I wasn't hungry and but I'm like oh he's made you know gnocchi and I, he's fried and it's delicious and I really would love to eat it but I'm not even hungry at all but of course I'm not in labor <laughs> I'm not it couldn't be um I
0: love yeah so
1: then he went to you know play guitar we do what he does in his other side of the house and um, the reason I was like, oh, am I, am I not? Cause I had given some candles to some friends at my blessing way to light for me when I'm in labor. And I was like, well, I don't want to message these ladies to, you know, light your candles and then message them later. Oh, just kidding. You know, put them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't want to sort of be, oh, a false start kind of thing. Um, and especially, you know, if it is labor, it could be days, you know, this could be like this for a while, you know, and I wanted to mentally, um, just ease myself and I didn't want to be, you know, too ahead of myself. Um, and yeah, so I had a, I found a contraction timer app on the iPad and, I thought, well, I'll just time these, you know, just to see, just in case. And then I went and laid down in the bed and I got really annoyed about having to carry around this iPad because it was so bright. I didn't want to look at it. I just wanted to be in a dark room. um, So that kind of I guess would be another clue that hey you're in labor Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is it but all those things still didn't quite twig with me yet um yeah so I just laid in the bed and it felt I just wanted to rest like I was I was like I just want to be in the dark and I kind of just want to be asleep really um, um on my own you know not bothered Um, and, but then I had to keep getting up to get in a different position for these sacral surges that I was getting. And, um, they were getting closer together, of course. And, um, (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I'm going to, I need to change locations. I think I need a, a change of scenery. So I went out to the living room where we'd had the Birth pool that was blown up, but it wasn't full of water yet. Um, I went out there and sort of did the same thing, was lying um on the ground and then just sort of leaning over the couch um, during these surges. And what sort of helped me to breathe through them um, was to visualize my cervix and my womb opening. And I would um just tell myself um through them as I was breathing, um, I'm opening, um, my cervix is opening, and this is what this is. And so it kind of it had a context and it had a purpose.
0: Um so it sounds like by now you do believe that this is actually doing something. This is probably this. Uh, yeah. So <laughs>
1: then I was like, so around <laughs> just before nine o'clock at night. So mm-hmm. You know, I was starting to get a little bit, you know, agitated around five. So this is four hours. It took four hours of denial for me to kind of go, okay, hey, <laughs> I think this is it. So I um, sent the message. And then that was only thing that I had to do that was kind of over my head, you know, thinking about, thinking wise. And I texted the doula earlier in the day just to kind of let her know, oh, I'm having some searches every now and then, you know, just to FYI keep it on your radar. Um, yeah. So then it was, uh, they were really kind of getting more intense and, um, I do recall there was particular point of time where I was having one of these surges and I, I remember sort of starting to get a little bit ahead of myself mentally, like thinking, oh gosh, you know, how long could this go? And I still have to go through the labor. And I really had to rein my thoughts back in just to be in the moment. And i it dawned on me, I can see how very quickly this could unravel if you weren't in the right headspace, the right mental space. If you know, you weren't comfortable or if you had, you know, people in your space that you didn't know or you weren't comfortable with. And I I really had some compassion for the women that um, are birthing in there. They're not in, in that comfortable space, that safe space. And that can be anywhere for any different woman. It's just about if you feel safe and if you feel comfortable how mm. I just thought well look that that's it's a really intense mental game like you have to be um just in in the moment you know going one <laughs> breath through breath at a time through through it and if that gets away from you I see why people go I need to not be present or I need to not feel it or I need to have something yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had I really had compassion for that space that 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 some women end up in. Mm. Um, yeah, because you can it's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, mentally.
0: It's yeah. everything. It's everything. And you know it's it can sound so like, oh, simple, like learn, you know mental focus, learn, to sit in discomfort, learn. Relaxation, you know, before pregnancy and in pregnancy. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do some relaxation. You know, yeah, I'll do some meditation. But, like, actually, to do it regularly, to do it daily is the key Mm -hmm. to then be able to access it in labor when it's you can't do that in labor if you haven't practiced it. If you've never done relaxation or meditation or mental focus of some kind, using breath, all these things, and to to take control of your mind you will not be able to do it in labor like then the waves will um because there's like tsunamis then they just crush you yeah. right and um, yeah but this is truly the key like to be the master of your mind right
1: absolutely yeah I mean it's not a it's not a rite of passage for no reason oh. um
0: <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely yeah you have to do the work and you kind of have to know yourself to some extent. And Mm -hmm. um, I think in going back to why I wanted to be on my own um, is I know I'm, I'm, I'm such an autonomous person. I'm very comfortable in my own space, my own um, thoughts and quite confident in that space, probably even to the extent that I can be determined and willful (laughs) In the positive, um, yeah, that determination I think was something that I knew would drive me through it. Um, but also, you still have to um, have the emotional that soft that I can be in the moment and and that focus because um, you can't mess it more. You could, but it might be more difficult just on determination alone. Um, and you don't want to be blinded by that either.
0: Do you want a natural birth, Mama? Then a the natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready, body, mind, and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then The Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com.
1: I know uh, I know every so often I because I was still timing the the surges which I was um like okay well this is obviously where I'm feeling them is in the sacrum and that is what it is I don't I didn't want to overthink what that meant if that was you know position-wise like I'm not a midwife or a <laughs> it doesn't have to mean anything to me um and I'm around was getting towards midnight um, they're getting to around sort of three minutes apart, and I thought, I think it's time to fill the pool. So, I um, I knew my partner had gone to have a sleep because um, he said, Well, I, I might as well go and sleep now while I've got the mm-hmm. chance. Um, so I woke him and uh, to fill the pool, and he came out and was you know, looking through the, all the the um, pipes and everything, how to set it all up together and um, put it together and to fill it. And even that much distraction, um, I just, my natural instinct would be to get in and help him and, you know, help sort it out and stuff. And I just actually went, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let him sort that out. And I'm going to go, into another dark room and just mm. continue. And it's interesting to look at the in retrospect to look back at the um, contraction timer. Up, you it, even that interaction had slowed the um, the rate of the contractions a little bit, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. It was just it's by,
0: so interesting. Oh, we're such yeah. delicate beings, and this is the thing. Yeah. that's, the the delicate hormones and the shifts of just any disturbance uh, that's by like moving from your house and driving somewhere like that's a massive disturbance you know a lot of women will get to the birth center or the hospital and their contractions will have slowed down And they go like, oh, Oh, you know, I promise that I had, you know, this amount in 10 minutes. Like, I know, it's fine, you know, just go into the room. I'll leave you be for a while. You know, you're going to be back at the same rate about an hour when you feel safe and settled. That's it, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to notice that, you know, someone that I live with and I'm comfortable with, even just that interaction had had that effect. Um, Yeah, so I think that's about, maybe 1230. And I had messaged the doula and I said, yeah, it's time to maybe about one. I think I messaged her and said, I'd like you to come. Um, she did say she was happy to come as at any time, you know, whenever I wanted her to come, she would come with her regardless Mm -hmm. of where it was in the, um, in the labor. Um, so she arrived probably 140. I, I remember. So while um I was in the other room interestingly while my partner Mick was filling the pool he'd worked out that um we didn't have a hot water tap to attach the hose to and so <laughs> at the very last minute at you know one in the morning that's when he worked at so bless him he found. A large bucket in the garage that hadn't been used, and he bucketed hot water from the bathroom into the lounge room, the other side of the house, at least 30 buckets worth. So um, I was like, oh, points for last minute, you know, (laughs) thinking outside the box. Um, So I know when the doula arrived, when Nicole arrived, they were testing the temperature or something and I was just sort of standing in the dining room waiting. Um, and then, yeah, he came in and he said, um, the pool is ready, um, for whenever you want to get in it. And I was like, right, let's do this. And stripped off walking across the room, you know, it's like now or never get in. Um, yeah. And just got in the pool and, even though we had, because May, it was May, end of May here in Australia, which is just the st- uh, just before the start of winter. So we had the fireplace on. I think we had the heaters on as well. But I was still cold. Mm-hmm. I'm sh- I'm sure that him and the doula were sweating. They would have had to be like <laughs> quite hot. But I got him to pour. Um, I asked him if he could just pour some hot some of the water over my back. So I just sort of was in that leaning forward kind of position, um, which just felt really lovely having the water poured on my back. Um, Yeah, it was, it was just, it was kind of like a, it felt like a big relief just to get into the pool, have the water poured on my back. Um, So much so that I actually don't recall feeling the surges during that time, like it must've just taken my, um, concentration, like distraction, um, kind of thing. And the other thing that I had organized beforehand was I had a little table of all the birth stuff that I would need. And I bought, um, a couple of combs to do the, that gate gateway, um, pain relief. I think it's something like that where you hold the combs, um, on your, in your palm. And I think it's also some, I could be wrong, but acupressure points or something in the palm as well to Mm. help. But either way, it's just kind of like to help as a Mm. distraction sort of point to take away your focus to something else. So I had one of those to grip on to, um, and in the pool, I did sort of just want to sort of lie on my side and just sort of hold onto the edge of the pool. Um, I know I, I do recall my partner just helping to sort of talk me through a few of my breaths that started to get more like a higher um, pitch. And so it was like, I wasn't really breathing down into my lungs. I was kind of like that. (laughs) like high breathing and, it, mm-hmm. and he just obviously recognized that that I needed to sort of it's like you kind of getting away from the surges, yes. kind of trying to escape them yeah. yeah so it was helpful to have him just sort of as the keeping the pace kind of with the breathing um through that and then um and then I don't remember him being there after that and I know at some point the jeweler said if you want to have another nap now's the time yeah. And so he he did go. Um, I don't know if that was right away um, because this is sort of the time where I was not fully present. Um, so I don't know how long that was for. I know I got into the pool around two a.m. and my daughter was born at five forty-eight a.m. So I was in the pool for almost four hours um and yeah then so it was like I was I could have sworn to you I was having little micro like sleeping in between and then I would be like oh um I feel some movement you know it was like I could feel the the head coming down and then going back up Mm -hmm. and it kind of threw me a little bit and I was thinking where is it why has it stopped you know why has it gone back up and then I think I had like a little recall of I think I've heard this before in a podcast somewhere <sighs> somewhere in the archives of my mind this sounds vaguely familiar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's how it which works, is why I, that's the
0: yeah. pushing that's the pushing phase of like the head yeah. is coming down and stretching and opening and Especially as a yeah. first-time mom, you know, I have had so many mamas say that to me. Oh, it's, this baby's never coming; it keeps on going up. It's like that's great. Like that's what we yeah. want. That's the physiology. That's protecting your perineum. It's protecting your tissues. It's doing it yeah. slowly. It's good for the baby yeah. too, not to just fly out. You know, so yeah, it's all good. That's what's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, and I was, I was also glad, um, because I think probably around this time. If I had any resistance to, it was around here. And although I know that probably makes sense for transition, oh, yeah. but um, I know a lot of women say like, oh, wait, there was a point where I thought I can't do this anymore. I didn't ever get that. I didn't ever feel like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Um, I guess this close. the closest that I got to that was like, "Ah, oh, I just want a, a few more minutes. to gather my thoughts and to really be ready to okay let's do this next bit um and so I kind of I was really enjoying just that I was in the pool and I was laying there and I and I do know I I think I might have said out loud to the doula I don't want to push and I think she said you know like oh why not like is in just to sort of see what's going on for you kind of thing and But I had no words, like there were no more words to answer that. I just had some answers going, like, oh, I don't really remember, but I think I just want to wait for my body to really be ready to do that. Um, But I didn't know how to phrase that in a short way. (laughs) And I, um, yeah, like I said, I had no words to sort of communicate that. Um, So I didn't. (laughs) And the other thing that sort of came to mind for me, Um, I I do remember getting like the straw for the water so that I was still being hydrated, um, during that. And I remember thinking, oh, I didn't, um, I didn't pee. I haven't gone to the toilet and I probably should have, but I couldn't. Um, it's like that as much as I wanted to, it's like that was blocked off
0: it's really hard in the end especially when you're ready to birth your baby like then the head is just yeah. everything is there's no room you just kind of yeah yeah, yeah. it's really tricky. yeah
1: yeah and so there was in my mind there was a little bit of resistance like oh, i don't think i can take any more water in yeah <laughs> it's not going to go you know where is it going to go um but you know again there's no words to kind of so i just went oh, i should probably uh, out of all the things I should probably be hydrated and not worry too much about mm. that. So that was more of that kind of, you know, when you're in your head and, um, thinking things, but not expressing them. So it's like, you're taking in what's happening, but you're not really saying that you are, but also you're not taking in what's happening. It's, it's a strange reality to be in. Um, and I I started to get the feeling that I knew that I was going to actually birth the baby in um, like sort of up on my knees, maybe leaning to the ledge of the pool. I knew that was the position that I had to be in, um, but I was laying just sort of floating on my side. And it, that's the kind of point of time where I was like, oh, I'm not ready to roll over yet. I don't want to, I just want a little bit more time to make sure it's definitely the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I, I'd say that was for me that oh sort of plucking up the courage to go, okay, nice. look, we're, we're getting there. And then another thing that I kind of have a little giggle about um, later is the ring of fire because <laughs> I felt it, and then I went. Oh no, wait! It wasn't a full circle. I that can't be it. Thing is a full circle, so there's gonna have to be another one that's a full circle. That must be like almost there. But that was <laughs> that's how how um, literally I thought it had to be. Like <laughs> you know, in the moment, I thought, oh no, that can't be it because. Um, it, it certainly burned and it was almost a full ring but it wasn't a full circle so that can't be it um you know when you hear people say things um sometimes I can take them really literally yeah. as, rather than like a figure of speech yeah. um so I thought that was kind of funny later that oh yeah that, that was it
0: um <laughs> was your partner <laughs> are, still
1: sleeping at this point yeah so he was still asleep and then so he was about to, to get woken up. So I, um, I went, yeah. Okay. I think I, it's time to, to roll over and, and to get to this point. And I was, I got a, uh, onto my knees in the pool and um, I thought I'll feel down and see what I can feel. And I felt um, was a surprise. I felt the bulge of a sack. Yeah. So my water had never broken
0: mm.
1: all this time um and i said to the doula oh, cuz it's like i suddenly came out of that otherworldly haze and then i was back present and i was like okay here we are and i said i i feel the sack the baby's still in the sack and she said oh wow that's that's you know um that's really amazing and um and then it wasn't long after that that the head was born and it was like did that just really already you know like it was it wasn't just like magic like oh there's the head like I still had to work at it but it seemed like you know like I I thought oh this should be more I don't know what I thought you know have you have expectations about what it might be and then it's like suddenly the head is out how did that already happen even though you know what more did I want? Like it was I've been in labor for all this time. So it was interesting. So she ran and woke up my partner. He came into the room and um I was amazed like how much time there is in between from when the head is yes. there um, before the rest of the baby is born. Yeah, and it um, can be
0: quite a big pause, like a minute or Maybe even longer sometimes. For some, it's just in one go, you know, it's just the head and body. And, you know, for some, it can Mm. be two contractions before the rest of the body. So it's very different.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was a while. Um, Of course, I wasn't looking at the clock. So, (laughs) but um, yeah, and then I, she came out and I picked her up. And I think in that moment of picking her up the sack, um, you know, she came out of her sack and, and I, you know, looked at her face and I brought her up to my breast and um, was just like, I just had a baby. Like, I just had a baby in my lounge. I just did it. Um, and that's, you're just so high on, you know, hormones and everything like that. It's just such a, like, it's almost like you don't know how to, like, you couldn't really feel or. Um, say a particular emotion was what I felt because I was just so full of hormones, like and, and um, it was a real high. That's how I would describe it. Just being really, really like, oh my I, I just did that. I just did that. Yeah. Um and so I was just holding the baby and then someone, I don't remember it was my partner or the jeweller said, Is it what do you have? Like a boy and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so you know I lifted up the leg and then we had a little um, meconium poo. Um so then come out and I went, Oh, so we cleaned that. And then I checked again and we had a little girl and we, we were thinking that we were having a girl. So it was very exciting to be right about that. And, um, yeah. And then, so that seemed like, Oh, thank goodness for that. You know, like job done, even though it's not, (laughs) but it kind of felt like I just sort of was like, okay, well, yeah, I, I kind of want to get out of the pool now. I've been in here for a while. Um, and we got out of the pool and, you know, where I was snuggling with the baby and a little while had passed. And then we, um, had a look at the cord. It was empty and it had finished saying It was, I don't even know how long between. And then, um, so we tied off the cord and my partner cut it and, um, and then, but I still hadn't birthed the placenta, mm. and I'd had a, an attempt. Like i had a little squat over a bowl, and oh, you know, it's not, it's not really ready. Um, that's okay. We'll, we'll not, not be too worried about that. And then, um, I kind of just felt like I wanted to go to sleep. Mm. I had, a, I did have a a shower, and. At the time, I didn't really sort of make any of these connections, but I think some of the contributing effects to the placenta taking a while, um, I was—I don't think I was getting a very good latch right away with the baby, and then of course she wanted to sleep, um, so we didn't really have a a very good like I didn't feel like it was a very I didn't feel confident with the suckle that she had Mm. um and then I had a shower which would have probably washed off a lot of the hormones and things I I think that might have contributed I don't know if it would but it was kind of like a mental thing like oh you're finished Mm. and um and then I kind of just wanted to rest. And so I said to the doula, um, cause we were, I wanted my placenta to be encapsulated yeah. and she was going to take it away to have that happen. And, um, I said, Oh, I think I just want to have a rest. And she said, well, I can come back later and get it. And I was like, okay, good. Yay. And I just went, Oh, cool, I can have a rest and, you know, and, and I'll worry about it later. I'm not worried about it right now. And, um, so I did, I had a rest and I went to sleep and I, this is probably the part that I would, if I was going to do this all again, I would do this differently. But at the time I was just like, Oh, I just, I just want to rest. It'll come out. I'm not really worried about it. Um, Yeah. It'll, I'll deal with this later. Um, And I just want to, I want to sit down and, uh, and have a rest. And, Um, and then I, you know, a few hours passed and I went, okay, I have to really, you know, focus here. And I tried sitting on the, in the bathroom, on the toilet, that wasn't sort of, um, doing anything. Um, and then I was thinking to myself, hmm, what's going on here? And I recalled, I immediately got this image in my mind and it was the picture of my birth affirmations that I had written myself. And I had written that I wanted to retain all of the nutrients that I needed for myself and my baby through the labor into postpartum. (laughs) And what I had in my mind, what I had thought that would mean would be that I wouldn't, um, excessively hemorrhage. Yeah. But obviously my body took that quite literally and was like, we're retaining. This is all we need. (laughs) You know, you asked, here we go. We're not letting this go. Mm -hmm. And it cut. And I had this, ah, okay. I need to sit down. I need to rewrite that. So I did that straight away. I rewrote my affirmations and then I contacted a friend who's acupuncturist. And I said, what are the acupressure points to help release mm. um, the placenta? Because I didn't get any contractions after the baby was born there. W- that was the end of the contractions. So I didn't get that sort of body mm-hmm. saying, Hey, there's more. Um, so she just sent me some photos of where to press onto. So I rubbed those points for probably about 10, 15 minutes and and sort of, you know, had that little chat to myself right now. I know like what was going on and now I'm going to go in and seriously give this a good go and sat down and actually birth the placenta and it came out and it, and, um, it was kind of later in the day. So all in all, and, the time from the birth of the baby to the birth of the placenta was about 14 hours. Wow. It was a long time. And, um, so the jeweler came back in the morning and we went through it just to make sure that there weren't any missing bits and, yeah. and it was all in one piece. And she showed me where the baby sits and um, all, of, all of the little the structures on it and how amazing it is. And then she mm-hmm. took it away to get encapsulated for me, which was really um lovely
0: and Um, did you during that time have anything like did you bleed or did you bleed after did you feel unwell in any way
1: um yeah thanks um so I and I forgot to mention that the jeweler had given me some tincture just to help and that didn't so that even it's interesting that even the affirmations that I made had it didn't matter about what I was taking it just they didn't um it, it was quite strong affirmations that I had created but I so when I did birth the placenta then you know there was some blood so it didn't detach until quite a while later it hadn't detached and it wasn't Mm -hmm. sitting in there detached um, because I didn't bleed at all in the pool there was no blood release when I had the baby Um, so I was there thinking oh this is quite a clean I was expecting I had sheets and towels and everything around thinking mm. you know just just in case to clean up the mess and there wasn't really mm. a mess and so then it was when I'd actually had um you know the the blood that when it comes away mm. um, that you get um I just sort of felt probably like i did i wasn't unwell or anything when that um happened I didn't feel unwell um I didn't even feel uh you know, too lightheaded or anything. Cause I was thinking mm. this is a possibility. And, and, you know, I had that in my mm. mind that it could be a thing. Um, I was surprised because I thought, oh, if you're gonna, you know, when you have the baby, that's when you have the the blood. Cause I thought, um, you know, that's when it comes away. And I, so that's when I realized, oh, I obviously hadn't come away from that spot on the, um, the womb yet
0: yeah that's interesting who knows you know know. otherwise it could be that it had come away but that it blocked obviously the opening of the of the uh, cervix right so it was sitting there until you were ready to release it and then there would be blood collecting behind it obviously right coming out after yeah Yeah. but it depends yeah Yeah. Hmm. was it a lot or what kind of Uh, amount do you think it was uh
1: like I could say yes but and then I don't I don't know compared Hmm. to you know, it, it, it didn't seem excessive and I didn't, yeah. it didn't make me unwell. So I just
0: Yeah. Then it wasn't, yeah. you know, that's the, the key. Yeah. Isn't it? If you don't feel unwell, then it wasn't excessive for you. And that's the thing about the amount. It's like, it's not really the amount. It's about what that amount does to you. For some people, only a few deciliters will make them really lightheaded and really affect them. And for some, they can bleed more. They can bleed almost up to a liter and not be affected. You know, I've had women have two, you know, 800, 900 mils, which is, you know, definitely hemorrhage according Mm. to the hospital standards that are like walking around breastfeeding the baby, feeling super well holistically like they're doing really fine so it depends on who you are and how nurtured and nourished you are and what you can you know what your body constitution can handle if you're a person that has yeah. a really low blood pressure normally or or like normal or, or more of a high you know all of this will impact yeah. doesn't it mm.
1: yeah absolutely
0: that's interesting
1: yeah yeah, yeah for sure. Um I, th- I think it's also interesting that afterwards how you feel about your birth changes over the course of time. Like that's something that's also surprised me too. Um, I think immediately after I was just like, Oh, that was amazing. And that was really good. And then I went through like a little while later and I kind of sort of continued listening to podcasts and realized like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have gone to sleep after I had the baby. Like I probably should have really worked on getting that placenta out a little bit earlier. Um, there was around that. I felt a little bit of shame, I think in that, Oh, you know, like I, I probably, maybe I could have done that better. And then I've sort of come full circle again and just went, well, actually, you know, it taught me a lot. Like it, everything is a lesson in life and i did all of this sort of research and i read so much stuff about um about the whole process and listened to so many positive stories and um felt really confident going in um and i had it quite a pleasant like i thought it was a lovely experience intense but still you know it was a great i would still consider it a great experience so it was it was definitely what I needed, the experience that I needed. It brought my birth with my mom full circle, that whole trauma story mm. ending that was really important for me, closing the loop on that. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, you know, we can always have, you know, have things that we want to improve upon in, in the future. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely. You know, it's all about
1: getting, having the best of the best or, you know, whatever it is, like that perfectionist
0: um, yeah. mindset
1: that a lot of us can fall into.
0: Um, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you know it's you know standard wise it's not recommended to you know leave the placenta inside more than an hour, right that's like a standard yeah. practice, and I do know yeah. women who've done similar to you that, that that maybe have free birth or birth with a doula or, or someone there, but um who have gone to bed and and then try to have a placenta and not being able to get it out by themselves and had to have a you know go to yeah. hospital and get it um removed so and and then there's that you know the ones that you yourself you know that can get it out by themselves later you know i guess the thing is okay. that it's thought is that the cervix closes right and so it's harder but then at the same time you know we're magical beings and and our yeah. mind like the, the more i the longer i live the more i understand the power of our minds and really yeah. what you just mentioned about your affirmation like it rings really true for me does make sense you know it really does um it's so powerful what you believe in and what you train your mind to believe in and to manifest and that's why it's also so important to work on the subconscious and unconscious mind because your conscious mind might go like you know I believe in this or whatever but that your subconscious mind go like oh I don't believe in this at all or I'm really scared of this and that and and so even though you think you things so that's what yeah this we're so multi-layered aren't we as human beings and yeah. birth yeah. there's not one way fits all the more I listen to birth stories the more I attend births Ev- I learn something every time that's totally new yeah. that I didn't know and I you know I have colleagues who've worked so much longer than me like 30 years or whatever um will say that too you know the more you know the more you understand yet you don't know and that is such a mystery and there is not one way fits all and maybe for you exactly well this is exactly what you needed and obviously your body did not react in a negative way you know and maybe that sleep was what you needed Um, Mm and you know so Mm -hmm. who knows i'm not saying that that's for everybody and it really takes it takes a lot of self responsibility and sovereignty to choose free birthing and to choose your way of doing this. Right. And it takes someone who really trusts themselves and can own everything. You know, it's a, it's a, that is a, not for everyone, you know, but it's really inspiring. I think for everyone to hear about these stories where women do claim their birth space uh, in such a sovereign way as yourself, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, uh, the, that was really important for me to have self-responsibility is really important for me. You know, I work in, um, you know, I, I had two jobs actually while I was pregnant. I work in a clinic and I work and do energy healing. Um, so I work in the, you know, spiritual healing and all that kind of stuff. And, and one of the things that, that, comes up a lot that I teach my clients is about, you know, having self-responsibility for your actions and reactions to things that set up, you know, what happens in your life and how it affects you. Um, So yeah, that was really important that I made choices that were, that felt right for me, but also understanding like you really have to be open to and willing to look at not everything is going to go according to a plan and and you have to be willing to take responsibility for those choices if in in case of an emergency or something that goes uh you know quote unquote wrong that you have to be willing to accept um Mm. you know what happens um yeah I think it's really important you can't just sort of walk into it thinking oh you know I'm just going to do this and then and it looks really good on Instagram and, and it yes. sounds really lovely and on this and I'm just going to go and do that. And, and, um, and whatever, um, you know, like I said, I think at the beginning, like it's a rite of passage and it is for mm. a reason.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it isn't for the faint hearted and, no. um, it, well, birth isn't <laughs> really, no. it's, it's, um, magical, but it's, um, it's, a a journey. Yeah. Yeah, you've
0: got that. and I think it's really it's really important to you know when you do choose the path of free birthing that yeah you as you say like you have to acknowledge that because birth is um not without risk mm. in any setting oh my gosh it's you know it's the same you know and in many ways it's more riskful almost sometimes in hospital because of all the interventions yeah. but that's a different okay. story I mean, birth in itself is not innately um a hundred percent safe. It isn't. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why we've never birthed by ourselves as women. We've always had wise, wise women support, you know, throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. If you go back, you see that depicted in any kind of art, as far as it's been mm-hmm. art, you know, women with women, birthing, squatting, dancing together, you know, mm-hmm. women's this is women's business, right? That is how it's mm-hmm. always been. And you know one of the movements with free birth is that you know it tend to be maybe just the woman and their partner and it's a big responsibility also to have that mm-hmm. because then you have to be like you have to be full responsible with that um mm. you know i do think that you having your dual eye just adds that feminine yeah safety support network even though she wasn't medically trained you at least had that i mean that i think that Absolutely. that's not to be discredited in our day and age um mm-hmm to have those female companions yeah. with us as we Yeah,
1: it was, um, it was something when I interviewed her about her description of when she gets to a house and, you know, stops and really centers her energy and things. And I thought, oh, thank goodness, you know, someone else who's conscious of their energy in a space mm-hmm. and and how that affects the The total energy of that space that they walk into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, energy hygiene is not necessarily something that a lot of people are across. No. Um, and so having having that chat with her, I felt like I definitely had the right person um, to sit with me in that um, and to be in that space. that mm. you know, and that's really what, you know, I might not have known. know her very well before that, but just having that confidence that yeah, she she gets it, that this is, you know, it's not just nothing. You can't just waltz into someone's birthing space, you know.
0: It's really important to yeah. And it's really I think it's really um good for the partner, for the husband, for whoever's you know, there with you, uh if this is their first time and because they are they're bound to be anxious and love you and worry about you and you're so sensitive when you're in the birthing realm, but as you say, you, you pick up if they're frightened or if they're anxious yeah. and yeah. again, that will affect your birthing process and the way you feel about it. you really only want people around you that fully trusts birth and, and trusts you and, and can hold that safe space for you. Absolutely. And then yeah. that doula can support your partner. If there is that feeling of unsafety and you can look at her and go, oh, she's calm. You know, I have, You know, most most partners will tell me that. Ah, you know, when I was freaking out, I looked at you, and you were so calm. And then I went, "Okay, this is normal." You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. just that that presence can really can really help someone who knows first and knows like, yeah, no, this is all normal. This is all safe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could tell in his energy when we had that discussion about having a doula. It it was that calm bringing on that calm of whereas before he was you know not wanting to um say no you can't have this but you could see that he was yeah. not quite ready to have no one else there and you can feel the difference in in um how he i could feel how he changed and when i when we decided mm. yeah we'll have a have a duel and i said okay that's the best decision yeah. for us
0: because then he would sure. feel you know probably that anxiety because i've had this a lot of mirroring from other you know families that i've worked with. But then his sole responsibility if something does go wrong, even though obviously yeah. you take that too, but like it would yeah. be he he would have to step in fully mm. himself and that would be such a scary place. Absolutely. Oh, I can yeah.
1: I can um imagine that you're holding space for for that role and at least if it's you've got that that person who's seen birth and has mm. witnessed it and been there um before to sort of look at and like you said nearing that reflection mm. like oh, okay she's calm and she's mm. you know like these two ladies have this Yes. <laughs> this, <Yeah>. is, this <laughs> is taken care of it's probably why you felt comfortable enough to go and have another nap <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 which oh. was good because then he um took very good care of me afterwards he's mm. a really good cook so I'm very lucky with the
0: food <laughs> oh that's so good that's so important yeah. yeah it is something that partners sometimes um because of course you don't kind of want to leave your partner in this process like there is that innate one like oh I want to protect I want to help you know almost oh well I can't sleep I'm feeling guilty almost like I can't go and sleep like because she can't and you know' had that yeah. a few times and then they just stay up and they're wrecked <laughs> as wrecked yeah. as as the mom so um it is good to have those naps so that they can continue as well postpartum a bit more being that support and not being fully wrecked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he, he said afterwards that he just sort of felt like, well, I don't really have anything that I need to be doing here. It looks like she has it.
0: Um, It You know, she knows what
1: she's doing. The duel is here. I think I can safely bow out at this moment and then, you know, back which was
0: lovely that's amazing beautiful Mm -hmm. so if you had a first time mama in front of you right now is about to have her first baby and she really wants to have a natural and empowering birth experience what advice and pearls of wisdoms would you give to her
1: yeah um take each moment as it comes just one moment at a time being in the present moment. It's, it's those times where you start thinking ahead or um, worrying about something that might've already happened or where you're not in the present moment that can probably cause some issues, you know, cause some problems, um, stresses and so forth. So just all you have to do is go through one surge at a time, breathe through one contraction at a time. You just be in the present moment. And before you know it, your baby will arrive.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mackenzie, for coming on the Natural Birth Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, it's really been uh, a pleasure for me to get this opportunity to express my story to share with other women out there i know how valuable i found listening to other positive stories and i really wanted to give back that that energy Um, so i really appreciate you taking interest in my story and interviewing me so thank you
0: Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The Underscore Spiritual Underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.